0: Greetings and welcome to the Stay Power People podcast. I'm Ia Oshun Remy Lekun, a.k.a. Kenny Moon, a.k.a. Esha Prim, and I am so happy you are here with me at this time. Hello there. You are listening to Thriving Thursdays, and this week's Thriving Thursdays episode is about spiritual sovereignty. Ooh. So there are so many of us, so many people in the world who are yearning for spiritual sovereignty, the right to govern oneself with authority and perhaps I would even add expertise and ability to manage power, in this case one's own spiritual power and, you know, be an autonomous sovereign being. Well, no wonder, especially for those of us who are descendants of Africa and especially throughout the diaspora, we have been kidnapped and taken away from our spiritual heritage. And for many of us, we may have been raised in religions that perhaps at a certain point in our own lives or development, we've decided we outgrew the way that they were given to us, the way we've been oriented to them. Some have decided that they wanted to adjust, you know, do some tweaking of the religions that they've been raised under or in and are creating their own way to worship their God. And then you have those who are totally turning away from cultures or spiritual references that they've been raised with and choosing to create or align with more indigenous practices that they know came before the um, influence of colonizers. When that is your background, your history, as it is for most of us throughout the diaspora and even still on the continent, um, there is a natural, I think a natural human tendency to want to move from a place where through generations there have there has been an oppressive lean to everything we've learned to wanting to have self-autonomy, self-mastery, um, to be able to name ourselves, to know ourselves, to define ourselves, you know, that's Kujichagulia, self-determination in the Nguzo Saba. And that's really important for a people who, in our DNA, know that we are beautiful and powerful and come from something greater than a more localized history of oppression. And we want to realize and actualize that power, that beauty, within ourselves as individuals, as well as we do for our collective. So it's natural to want to have spiritual sovereignty. And it is, in fact, a beautiful thing. And that's one of the wonderful things about spirituality versus religion is that we're not reliant upon one, you know, usually male in this high position or a group of usually men in high positions maintaining that in order to have a relationship with god creator divine spirit whatever that you must go through them as intercessors as you know the the experts who have the only tools that you can use to get what you need there's a lot that's happened because of that kind of dogma and so of course religious or spiritual sovereignty is something that can be amazing because we are saying with spiritual sovereignty that I am now my own connection to spirit. I have tools, I have ways that I can engage in that connection with spirit, but I don't have to wait for someone um, of of high authority and of power that they may misuse and, and wield against me or keep me in a certain position because I'm seeking my connection with spirit. So spiritual sovereignty, wonderful. Now, here's the other part. As we are seeking to name ourselves, to define ourselves, to know ourselves, to have our self-determination, autonomy, authority, and sovereignty, especially in the way of spirit, what we also would really, really do well to take heed to is accountability, humility, the tools that are actually inherent in and across every spiritual system that I've seen. And this does not step in the way of the type of confidence that is needed for sovereignty. But instead, it serves as a check and balance. And that is something that we all, not just they over there, not just that man or that priest or that priestess, but each and every one of us, every one of us all the time have to be in a practice and have tools for checking and balancing ourselves. We have to be in a a process that we can maintain and sustain and hopefully have others who are monitoring us and supporting us who are allies as you hear us use a lot in this ele to our expansive elevation without limitation where there's no space for jealousy because you all understand you're a collective and that the goal that you each have is for your your soul's individual and collective elevation and for the elevation of all the souls you can reach on the planet as a collective and as individuals. People who support that are allies. Those are not friends. They definitely don't have to be and may usually not be family members, maybe never your coworkers or your neighbors. Allies are going to be the people who help to support you to sustain, Practices that are going to be your checks and balances. Here's the reason why. And many of us have started to have this experience or have had them across several decades. I'm gonna speak from a perspective of within the spiritual system that I uh, align to mostly. So I am, as you know, this Ile is in the lineage of uh, Yoruba people out of West Africa. And this is a cultural group, you know, with a mother tongue. That's how um, groups are named by their tongue, by their speech in, uh, in Africa. And so the Yoruba people are the people who are um, spread across, across West Africa and who were the keepers of the certain traditions of Orisha worship and ancestor veneration that I practice. And Orisha, for us, have to do with, they are really the elements of spirit. We anthropomorphize them. At times we, you know, have all kinds of stories and, and words of wisdom and counsel that we understand through the um, elemental nature of these forces that we call Orisha. But the relationship that we all have, while we have collective um stories and information and what we call Odu, the the word of God passed down through stories, allegories to teach us the way of good character and things like that. We have all that available and that is consistent across the Yoruba people who practice this. But our relationship with spirit, while recognizable between each and every one of us because of what we share in our commonality, is an individual relationship. There is no intercessor. Yes, we have priests and priestesses and diviners, people who can do oracle readings for you. There are people who are trained, highly skilled, and often in using their natural power to be in service of those who are learning, who need counsel, who need support. It's a beautiful exchange of experience and study and wisdom and natural and cultivated power, spiritual power, that is exchanged with people who are learning and growing and, and trying to understand how to work with their natural um, power and the the information that's been passed down through, through the lineage. So there's absolutely a space that is held in reverence for those that we consider elders and teachers and priests and diviners, absolutely. But they are not in the way of your relationship with God. So everyone has the ability to grow into their own expression and experience with their spirit, like I say, spirit support team without the um, The overbearing influence of the kind of relationship that you might see in religion where you don't get to know certain things you don't get to you know you don't you don't pass out the 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 wine and the crackers you don't you know there's certain hierarchical things that that you can't do so even though that's great and we can have our own relationships one thing one of the things that we've seen in this tradition, and again, let's keep in mind that we are the descendants of highly oppressed people, is people still finding ways to use their knowledge, their power, their wisdom, their ability to read oracular divination and and use that to maintain a position, to take advantage of, to, in some cases, abuse. So it is not something that's relegated to just the Catholic Church or just, you know, churches or just communities that we've heard of where there has been abuse and there has been misuse of power. Even in systems of spirituality, where we have the opportunity to each have our own relationship, there are still places, some would say rampant, (laughs) where Each individual's mismanagement of their ego can and does get in the way of the service that they should be offering in the name of the work that they do for spirit. The only way to try and bring balance to something like that, which is, you know, it grows because the opportunities become more readily available. The only way that I see to bring balance to that is to start within and to make sure that you just as I have to make sure that I at all times am being accountable to spirit that means that before I step into a space of seeking total sovereignty I must go through I must take myself through practices and protocols and use spirit's counsel to know what is aligned for me to do and what is not, what is within my highest destiny and my highest calling and what is not. I have to have certain ways to be able to check in on whether I'm acting in good character in situations or whether I need to address my character. And that's something that many people are just choosing to jump right on over, skip right across that pond highly detrimental effects because if we're not going to each check ourselves for the humanity that we all house which is as much a part of us as our spiritual energy that we all house because we're in the body we're having this liquid reality experience 3d all of that so the ego reigns supreme here and when not checked The machinations of our ego take us far outside of its divine purpose of keeping us safe and alive into places where we are manipulative, where we are boastful, where we are standing outside of good character. So as you, dear listener, spiritual, beautiful being, as you continue to strive to Expand yourself into your own power. Please remember that you must, you absolutely must submit yourself in a regular manner, on regular occasion, as a part of your daily routine. You must submit to the practices and to using the tools that you have at your fingertips to support your checks and balances, support your way of assuring that you are leading from a place of good character, you are leading from a place of detachment so that you're not trying to have things work out in your favor, in your way, from the small view that you have of your life. So that you're not manipulating, lying, doing all these small, small, small little things that can have big, big, big effects And then and only then is it appropriate, safe even, to expand into your spiritual sovereignty. Because when you get to a place where you have your check and balance routine so down that you don't need the allies to always check on you or check in with you or reflect back to you what you're not seeing, where you don't need to always check in with spirit and see how you're doing because you now have gotten the information again and again and again and you have put in the work again and again and again and and spirit says, you're doing great, keep going. That's when we expand into spiritual sovereignty. Anything before that can be of great detriment to you, to your own spiritual advancement and to the people that you're really here to serve. That is my message for this week. I pray it reaches you deep down where you need it most and where you can receive it most. Until next week, please continue to take care of yourselves as we continue to elevate and thrive together. Take care, peace, and love.